Welcome back to another episode of the Strength and Speed Podcast. I'm your host, Evan Preparis. Joining me, I have a guest. Before we get to him, though, a quick word from this episode's sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Juice Performer. If you're not familiar with Juice Performer, they make the beet and cherry juice that uh, you probably have gotten at a Conquer the Gauntlet race. So it's uh, ready to drink cans. It tastes delicious. The beet juice tastes very, it tastes like beets. <laughs> so if you don't like beets, you're not going to like it. But it's got a very earthy taste. And um, the cherry juice is a little bit sweeter, obviously. Great for, the beet juice is good kind of for pre-workout. And the cherry juice is better for post so we didn't have any available in 2021. I'm sorry. Yeah, 2021. I get my years confused. Um, but 2022, you can look for it at Battle of the Lions events. So we will have free cans to give away at the Battle of the Lions events. Stop by the uh, the protein booth, the protein tent there. Pick up some free cans. Give it a taste. And then uh, pick up some cans from the store when you get a chance. Uh, they've been supporting the protein for several years now. So longtime supporter of the OCR industry. So Give, a, give Juice Performer a like on their social media and uh, try some of their products. All right, let's get to today's guest. Joining me, I have Ronald Tortola. Ronald, welcome. Uh, hey, Evan, how you doing? Uh, thank you for having me. Yeah, so I'm going to run through Ronald's bio real quick, and then we're going to jump right into it. So, you know, Ronald's what I like to – like, I consider myself an ultra OCR specialist. You are like the – selection endurance specialist guy like i look through your resume and it it makes me a little nauseous because of all like the painful things you've done so you know you've in the past he's gotten the spartan delta the storm delta the master of endurance delta which we're going to dive into you know what the difference is for each of those he's done a goge uh 005 in 2017 he finished the death race in 2018 finished the death race again in 2019 so two for two He's done team assessment in 2020, pre-selection in 2020, team assessment in 2021, pre-selection in 2021, 50 miler star course. So those are all go ruck events. And then in addition, he's done some, you know, done world toughest mother three times, uh, hit 50 miles at world toughest mother twice an individual and once as a team. And he's got a few 50 milers, 50 Ks and ultras under his belt. So Ronald, again, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. That's, uh, that's a lot of stuff. Wow. I, I never, uh, actually never you know, put stuff together. My girlfriend usually is the one that, you know, always tells me, you know, you need to keep all your stuff, that, you know, all the stuff that you finish. I was like, oh, it's, you know, it's in the bucket. To see, you know, it's just there. But, yeah. uh, wow. <laughs> Thank so you. For, so let's start at the, let's start at the top here and then we'll kind of, um, we'll, we'll kind of dive deeper from there. So, you know, I wrote an article, this is going back five years or something like that. It was called like, are events like uh, death race or go ruck, OCR. And in my opinion, they're not right. Like to, to me, it's, it's not a fixed course. You know, they're, they're creating, it's their own unique set of challenges. To me, they fall into a different category of events, which I called assessment and selection events. Um, do, is there an official name for it? Like the selection or the agogi types? Is, is there like an official I'm, umbrella name? I'm going to say, well, most of the people calling endurance events. Uh, so I'm going to say it's an endurance event. Just, okay. just like you said, it's, it's pretty different than OCR. It's more like an endurance uh, challenge, so so that that's why you know usually people call it just an endurance event. Gotcha. Okay. Now, and you know, it takes a special kind of person to go into these, right? So, if I go into a fifty mile or a fifty k or world's toughest, I control the pace, right? Like I'm controlling my level of suffering the majority of the time. Someone like you who's going into these events, like you're not in control because they're having you do tasks and try to accomplish things that are. Um, dictated by the cadre. Um, Correct. So, 
Yeah. <laughs> so tell me, like, what's your mindset when you go into like one of these challenging events? Wow, that's 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 a huge question. Uh, you know, depending on the event, every every event is different. Uh, Gold Rock, when you go to uh, what well, they call it tier one events, when you go to tier one event in Gold Rock, which is selection, pre-selection, team assessment, uh, you already know there's going to be a lot of heavy stuff. There's going to be a lot of rocking. There's going to be a lot of PT. Uh, there is a PT test involved in the event. So, so you know, when, when you prepare for the tier one event in Gold Rock, you already know some of this stuff is going to happen uh, based on either you did it before or, you know, you kind of have some social media uh, idea or, you know, that you watch somewhere and you talk to the other participants. So in the beginning, it's, it's, uh, Gold Rock is it's, it's black and white. You know it's going to be hard. Uh, you know it's going to be sandbox involved. You know you're going to rock. You know you have a PT test you have to meet. You know there is a standard that you have to meet. If you don't meet the standard, uh, you get performance check, and then you know you'll be sending home. So Gorok events is like I said, black and white. They're they're not you know they're not sugar cooking the event. They're they're telling you it's gonna be hard. Uh, you're gonna train hard. You know like you said OCR. It's it's almost out of the picture. Yeah, you know it's you know you you're not gonna do obstacles like you know like in the OCR uh, events. It's, you know, it's just gut rock, sandbag, rocking, heavy stuff, a lot of PT. Uh, so that's when it comes to gut rock. When it comes to Spartan endurance events, uh, that one, it's, uh, it's a different mindset because it's, it involves a lot of patient. Uh, when I say patient, a lot of patient through pain, um, especially the dead race, for example, if you go to the top of the spear. Dead Ray is um, it's, it's a mentally challenge and it's physically. Uh, and then when you show to the event, you know, I mean, you, you know, you, you, like you ask, how do you prepare? It's, it, it has to be a, a way that you, that you show up and you're like, you know what? It doesn't matter what they tell me. It doesn't matter what, you know, the challenge is. Um, it doesn't matter how long it's going to be. I want to finish this. You know, you have to have a strong why, you know, reasons why you want to finish the event. I think it's different for everybody, the reasons why they show up to an event. But, you know, if you, if you have the right training and you have the right mindset and then you show up to an, um, to an Spartan endurance event, it's, it's, it's a lot of patience, especially because, like you said, you have no control. There is no pace. Uh, there is no distance. There is no obstacle that you know. Uh, everything is based on what they want you to do, and it's their time, it's their event, and you know it's it's like you're you're in their hands, and then they'll make everything possible for you to quit. So that's why I would say Spartan um, endurance events are are more different than than uh, than God Rock. It just you just show up and you don't even know what you're gonna do. For example. 2018, um, you know, when you do the the, the bear crawl and, and the obstacle races, you know, it's, you know, a few meters, you know, 10 meters maybe. And um, there was a quarter mile track for the, the whole quarter mile track. It was a loop. It was very wild. The whole, the whole quarter mile. We had to crawl for 12 hours. And if you think about it, you, you know, you're like, well, why somebody want to crawl for 12 hours? 
and that was just the challenge. You're like, okay, the, the next challenge is 12 hour crawling. And people, you know, were thinking like, nah, we're not going to be here for 12 hours. Well, we were probably there for 14 hours. And it's one of those challenges that people sometimes ask, how do you, how do I train for the dead race? And, and I always tell them, look, you just have to be prepared for anything because you might walk for four days or you might, you know, crawl for three days. And, you know, it's, it's always like that. You, you, you never know what's going to happen. So, you know, mindset, just, you know, show up and be ready to, you know, anything. And, and, and the dead race, there is, you know, it is just so much stuff going on in the dead race. You can, you can talk to people that finish the dead race and people that try the dead race before every year. It's different. Um, every year they make it, you know, worse and hotter, but, um, you know, if, if, if you're like me that, you know, you like a good challenge and, you know, you try to, you know, see the next level and see if you're capable to finish something, you know, like that. It's, it's definitely something to do. Oh, I got so, I got so many good questions for you. We're, we're going to get to them though, but I want to start at, you know, I, I mentioned some of these in your bio. So tell us the difference between the Spartan Delta, the Storm Delta and the Master of Endurance Delta. Okay, so I think since you know, since everything happened on 2020, a lot of the a lot of the stuff changed. Uh, they they haven't done you know what it used to be in 2018, 2017. Um, there was a lot. There was there was a huge community doing uh, endurance events in Sparta, uh, and because of what happened on 2020 with the virus, I think it just you know fell out of the radar. People were not doing it anymore. But back in the days, you know, let's say back. In, before the virus, yeah. uh, it, it used to it used to be huge. We there was like I said, there was a big community. Uh, we used to travel together. We used to meet up in different states, and and that's what that's what the whole Delta started. So, so I'm, I'm gonna start with with the Spartan Delta. So the Spartan Delta, it's uh, it's three trifectas. So you have um, the regular trifecta, which is the Super Spring and Bees. That's one trifecta. And then the second trifecta is the endurance trifecta. Um, back in the days, it used to be the hurricane hit four hours, the hurricane hit 12 hours, and you had to finish an ultra. So that's those three, it's considered the endurance trifecta. And then you have to do the training trifecta. And this is the one that not a lot of people know, and uh, it, it gets lost. Like you, you have to like do some research and find out how can you get it because you had to you had to get a um, a obstacle uh, course, so you had to go with a coach and get certified for obstacle competition. So it's you know it, it's more than uh, you know they're doing obstacles. You actually have to go with a coach, pay for the class, and then you get you know one part of the trifecta, and then the second part it's uh, the agogi. So 2017 is when I finished my first agogi. So agogi is, it's um, it's kind of like a surviving event. Uh, no, as hard as the dead race, but it's very similar. But they they teach you survival stuff. Um, they take you for three days and two nights to Burnmon. Uh, you bring you know your pack. You bring your your water, your food. You know everything is it's out in the woods and. Uh, they teach you, you know, surviving skills and, and things like that. So you have to get that event done. And then um, what was the other one? There was there was a book that we had to read. So you had to go online and get, you know, get this book. And it was pretty cool. I'm, I'm not going to lie. Uh, that's why it takes a whole year to get it done because that, that last piece you have to do 
uh, the book lasted for six months. So every month you had to review certain part of the book. And then the next month you did the next thing until you finished the six months. So you have to do it early in the year to finish the whole uh, training trifecta in one year. So, mm. like I said, it's 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 out of the radar now. Um, not a lot of people talks about it. Um, there, there is a few pro athletes that 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 finish it uh, back in the days, um, but like I said, it's it's out of the radar. Nobody talks anymore. But it's still there. Spartan still have the delta the delta. Uh, the Spartan Delta, and it's uh, it definitely a challenge. Uh, like I said, completing Agogi, and uh, I mean, you had you know you have to complete uh, an Ultra too, but that's that's the Delta. Okay, now it's Storm Delta. Give us a rundown okay. on that one. Okay, the Storm Delta. Um, the Storm Delta, it it takes three years to complete a Storm Delta, and and people will say why three years? Okay, because back in the days. Um, you can only do one 24 hour every year. So there was only one event uh, that they did for 24 hours um, in the whole year. So it's a consistent in three trifectas. So you had to finish three hurricane heats in the same year, four hours. You had to finish three 12 hours, 12, three 12 hours. And then the last three to 24 hours, you can only complete one every year. So to finish the storm Delta, it will take you three years to finish it. Gotcha. So once, once you finish the three, uh, you know, you complete the track. Okay. Now master. The, the Delta. Okay. The master endurance. That's, that's the, okay. The master endurance. That's the, that's the easiest one. Okay. So in, in the year calendar, you have to finish uh, three, four hour hurricane heats, three, 12 hour hurricane heats and three, uh, and three um, ultras. Um, okay. Okay. Yeah, that one. That one is 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 easy. You just have to. I mean, you do have to do a lot of running, but uh, the twelve hours are probably the hardest um, events out of all of them. There is there are some people that actually finish the agog and didn't finish the twelve hours because okay. some some twelve hours um, they have time hacks and some of the time hacks are 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 hard. Like you, there's a lot of physical stuff in some of them. Depending who's leading the event, it, it can be hard, really hard, or it can be, you know, easy, easy 12 hours. They call it easy. I, I don't call it easy, but some people say it easy. But, you know, there's still a challenge in, because there's time hacks that you have to meet in, in the 12 hours. Nice. And the, for those of you who don't know, the, the Delta, it's, it's, it's like an actual trophy. It's like a big pyramid trophy. And then you, Correct. Put, you put your little uh, medallion pieces in there. So it makes, it makes for a very nice display. Yeah, correct. Yeah, you, that's why you had to do three trifectas. Uh, each trifecta is one side of the triangle. Right, right. Yeah. So do, do, when you do this, do they, like when you complete, do they give you the triangle or you got to buy the triangle separately? No, you had to buy the triangle, yeah. You had okay. to buy, yeah. So do you have multiple triangles in your house or you just have yeah, one? I, okay. Yeah, they, well, actually they're everywhere. But like uh, I gave my, uh, my mom, I actually did the whole triangle, uh, the Delta to my mom and I gave it to my mom back in, uh, 2017. That's when I finished. I gave it to my mom for, for the end of the year. And I was like, look, you know, I, I did it because of you and, you know, in her memory, it's like, this is for you. So she has it at home in California. So every time I go, like she keeps it like, you know, away from everybody. It's like, no, nobody's going to touch this, this, uh, <laughs> this triangle. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, I know the, the Spartan community has a large crowd that like, you know, there's dudes who get like 15, 18 trifectas in a year like 
do you know if you have, if you're the person with the most number of these like endurance of these like deltas? Do you know? Do you know if that's the case, or is there someone who you're like, oh, that dude's at every event? The, there is a, there is some, someone else. Her name is uh, is Jara. Um, Jara was one of the one of the the ones that was with me when when I did the Delta in 2017. She finished the Delta the same year. Um, she finished the the um, the Master of Endurance Delta this, in 2018 with me too. But I know I know she traveled out of the state um, to do other events in other in other countries. So mm-hmm. I know she has more um, more twelve hours in in, uh, in twenty four hours than me because of that reason she she traveled to different countries uh, and I, you know I did all the ones that I was that was possible in the U S but she she definitely has more than me I know okay. that yeah and and now that I think the big question uh, people probably want to know right so it's these are painful events you're most of them are not uh competitive right like do you get a ranking for any of these events or is it all just like kind of pass fail no yeah there's you know you don't get you don't get any place i mean it's it's up to you you know what do you want to finish you know what do you want to accomplish how long do you want to push how many you want to do like you said there is not a rank you know nobody's you know i guess keeping track i mean there is there is the goro community that you know oh this guy's been you know complete uh team assessment or selection or pre-selection but other than that it's you know it's up to everybody to you know everyone to just do whatever they want to do yeah so you know i think the big question people who you know they've seen other people do a go-go they've seen people do death race right very stressful very painful events they've seen people go through uh selection the go rock selection and some of the coverage on social media you know why you know what what's your why and then um and then answer for like why you think a lot of the other people come so start wow. with you personally my my begin the beginning was was because of of the search for the next challenge in the beginning for me it was okay what do i do after the 4 hour here at the the 12 hour right so i went and did the 12 hour and then what's the next thing oh you have to do an ultra okay i'll do the ultra what okay what's the next thing in the beginning for me was that was that was for me in the beginning the reason why I was you know doing these events and and try to finish in and you know try to do well but at the same time you know you have to train you know you have to realize that you know you're not just gonna show up and finish things they're really hard so you know I kind of had to you know make changes um, train differently you know the gear um, you know what kind of shoes you're gonna wear what kind of you know clothes you're gonna wear what kind of rocks are you going to wear? You know, things like that start uh, becoming a thing when you, you know, when you start doing the events because you realize, well, the, the backpack that I use for my four hours is not going to be a good for a gogi, so I need a new backpack. And then uh, I need a new backpack for uh, for the dead race, you know, things like that. So for me, it was, it, it was, um, it was like a hobby. It was something exciting. Okay, I, I need to buy a bigger pack. I need to buy... I know different shoes. I need to buy different uh, pants. I need to buy a jacket for Vermont because I don't have a cold weather gear. So it, for me, it was very exciting. You know, when I started, and I, I think when um, when I started doing Gorok events, um, that's when my my why changed. Um, it was it, you know it was more like a like a serious thing for me. Uh, you know, I had a like take different approach because some of the events were, were hard. Uh, just to beat yourself, it was like, well, I, I need to get this pace. I need to get, you know, 
these many setups and you know get these many push-ups and and they had to be right they had to you know be below 90 degrees and you know like all these these things have started to come in place uh when i started doing god rock uh more discipline you know i had to rock heavy i had to have a time hack for i'm sorry a a rock time for for the pt so you know it was it was no okay what's the next thing because I'm still here. I'm still doing uh, Gorok events. I'm still doing, you know, uh, looking for selection, looking for finish selection. That's that's my goal. And and every year it's it's you know it's getting harder. It's getting harder, and it's more training involved. There is more. Um, okay, now this year we're gonna do a lot of uh, sandbag work. So I need to buy a heavy sandbag. I just bought a 120 pound sandbag the other day Ooh. because. My 80-pound sandbag it's not it's not heavy enough anymore, <laughs> so I had to up my game. And you know, it's right now it's more like a I don't know how to say it. I mean, it's you know, it's kind of like 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 what the pros do without getting paid. Um, because yeah. I'm I'm putting all this time, I'm spending all this money here, spending all this money and you know, and 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 good food, taking care of myself, um, good shoes, uh, rock socks. So it's it's an investment, and uh, you know it's it's a hobby. I'm, I'm I'm still enjoying it. I'm still going the weekends and and rock for fun. You know I'm I'm a, I'm a rock leader too. So you know I, I invite people to go rock and you know promote the rocking to other people. So it's you know it's it's part of my life now. Uh, yeah. There's no there's no a why anymore. It's more like an a part of my life. I, I enjoy rocking. Uh, you know, I enjoy going to the gym. Uh, I enjoy, you know, meeting people. I enjoy traveling to do other events. And and the suffering part of the event is actually, it's actually a thing that I miss. Uh, it might sound weird, but I kind of like, you know, being in the mud in the evenings, you know, cold. And, and you look at all the people and, and you realize, man, these, these people are struggling too. And they're here, you know, they don't want to quit. I'm not going to quit. Right. And, you know, that, that feeling... You can't explain it. You know, it's, I tell everybody, look, it doesn't matter how hard you, you train at home. You know, you're always, you're always in control. You always control the time. You always control the situation. Where are you going to train? Uh, you always control how many reps, how many miles you want to rock. In the event, you have no control. You, you know it's going to be hard. And, you know, and all these people are there to, to me, it's like, I don't know, it's, it's, I don't know, it's, it's a good place to me, because I see all these, you know, people from, you know, all over the place, I mean, female, male, young, all the people, and they, you know, they're all doing the same thing, they're all doing the work, they all want to finish it, and, and in the end, like you asked me, you know, they're, you know, they're not getting paid, you know, they're not getting uh, money in the end, it's just, it's just a personal goal, you know, it's just, you know, everyone has a reason to be there. And, and through time, you asked me to the second question, uh, what do, you know, why do I see people doing it? And, you know, it's th- through the years and depending on the event, there is, there's many reasons. Um, I mean, I've seen, I've seen everything. You know, people, they're not in shape. They went to an event, they were not ready. But, they, you know, they still put the work. They still, you know, struggle. They still, I mean, they, people, they passed out. Uh, heat exhaustion. I mean, it's, I, I can't even explain it. Like if I, if I can talk about the events, there is always, um, there's always different reasons for everyone to be there. Uh, personal, because they want redemption. They go back, you know, they failed the year before, then they go back the next year. 
because you know it's for, for my mom, for my brother, uh, because I feel like I'm strong and I can do this. There is, I think, there is so many wise people do this, and and if you if you find the right wise in, in other people, it it, it kind of inspires you to keep going because you you see how people, like I said, people that were not in shape, they still show up. They still sweat. They still cry. They still passed out. But you know what? Some of them finished it. Some of them, you know, kept going until the end. And it's it's inspiring. You you see that, and you're like, man, like, like this is freaking awesome. You know, you're not you're not gonna see this in the gym. You're not gonna see this, you know, sitting at home, or you're not gonna see, you know, this when you go out with your friends. Like this is this is a different world. And it's you know, it, it kind of touched. Like to me, it, it touched me. And I think that's the reason why I miss it, and that's the reason why I keep doing it. Because when you go there, and it's you know it's two a.m. and it's cold, and it's dark, you know, you just look at the sky, and there's there's no social media, there's no phone, you don't have a watch. They take away your watch. There is no <laughs> GPS. There is there's just you and the task. You know, you you know what you have to do, and and you keep going. It's you know it's you know like I said, to me, it's something that I miss that I like. Yeah. Your, I mean, your, your endurance resume in this stuff is, is impressive. And to me, it, what's most impressive is it's, it's a lot and it's over a long time, right? So there's, I, you know, I see on social media, I'll, I'll see people who are, right, I'm going to do the death race and they do the death race once and they, they check that block and they move on. They, they do something else. But like, you know, looking at 2017, you have, you have the, all those hurricane heats and then, you know, death race 2018, death race 2019, and then switching over to go ruck in 2020 and 2021, right? Like it's just event after event um, where you're not in control and you're, you're, you're pushing yourself to limits. So it's, uh, it's impressive. You know, like I was saying, the, there's just a lot of people who would look for one of these bullet statements in from your resume as like a high point for their like endurance career. And yours is just like, boom, every year, here's another one. Here's another one. Here's another one. So, um, I'm just loving it. I'm loving it. I love, yeah. I, I love seeing you crush it on, you know, when, when, whenever you go to these events um, and I, they, I, I notice it in my feed, I start paying attention to see how you're doing over the weekend. I love seeing you crush it. So uh, just keep it. Uh, you work. too, man. You, you too. You're, you know, like I, I always see you on work of his modern and it's always <laughs> inspired. It's always inspired, inspiring me because everything is always going, you know, I, I know you're there somewhere. I know you passed me. I know, you know, it's to me, it's incredible because you know, I, I, I definitely don't have your pace. I, I'm not at the level that you are as a runner. You're, I mean, you're, you, same thing. You're a freaking endurance guy. I mean, you run, you can run forever. Like, forever, when it's cold, and I see you running in your shorts, and I'm like, <laughs> I hear, I'm like, oh, my God, how is this guy running with little, little shorts? Like, I'm, I'm, like, covered all, you know, in gloves and everything because I'm cold. And, you know, it's it, same thing. Like, just like an endurance event. You get motivated by, by people like you, you know, people that they're legit, you know, like you are a legit athlete. You, you know, you show up and you, you do your thing, you know, you're, you show everyone, all of us, you know, the kind of athlete you are. And it's, you know, to me, it's inspiring. It's just like an endurance event. People show up there and there's people that are strong like you. And you're like, man, like, uh, I need to step up my game. I need to keep up with this, you know, with these guys. Yeah, well, thank you. Much appreciated. So w- one of the things I, I mentioned in your, in your bio there is you've done the 50-miler star course. So tell us a little bit about that because I've done, I've done these, the, actual, this, the SF star course, and it's not, it's not 50 miles. <laughs> it's far, <laughs> but it's not 50 miles. So tell us what that is. 
Okay, so so Star Course, um, I actually did it in Oklahoma. Uh, I did it with a friend uh, that used to live in Oklahoma. I think it was 2019 or 20. No, it was 2018. It was before the virus. So it's uh, so you show up to the event. Uh, it's a Gorok event. Uh, the cadres are there. Uh, you have to show up in teams. Teams, no less than two participants. So. It can be two, it can be three, four, five, six, all the way. I don't know the max, but you have to show up with, with the teammate um, uh, because it's a, it's a team event. So uh, you show up to the, to the, you know, the checkpoint, uh, the, the cadre is there, and they give you the coordinates. So they'll give you either addresses, they'll give you names of places, they'll give you coordinates, um, you know, like, latitude and altitude so they'll give you they'll give you a different challenge because they're they're military so they you know they kind of make it you know a little harder for the participants to figure it out the the, the points so the goal is you're going to hit all these points you know it can be 10 it can be 20 different points so you have to hit all points um you had to post it in social media you had to hashtag him and uh, they, they create a whole um ig page for the event so they're watching all the participants posting their you had to post a picture a selfie in the place um that you know the point place if it's you know um you know the sculpture of of Cristobal Columbus so you had to take a selfie with the sculpture and then and then post it in, in Instagram and they know that you're there so every every checkpoint needs to be checked um in social media so at the end at the end of the event they they already map all the points that by the time you finish everything you're gonna hit 50 miles so you're you're carrying um 20 pounds uh for the males and i think it's 10 pounds for females um so you're carrying 20 pounds and you carry your your water your food and then it's it's a competition uh the first three places get get a prize i believe it's 200 uh 300 200 and 100 you know 300 for first place 200 for the second place and 100 for the for the third place so it's it's a competition the 50 mile competition and uh we got it in under i believe it was under if i'm not, if i'm correct 10 10 hours and we got second place um unfortunately because 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 we got lost, so we, mm. we got lost in point thirteen. We passed the point. Um, we passed the point. We we definitely messed up the point. So we passed two and a half miles. So we went two and a half miles farther than the point. So we had to go back two and a half miles back, and then uh, we we got lost five miles. And we still we still went back and and finished it under a uh, good time. And we were very close to break the record. I think the record is nine hours in some minutes. Uh, I will have to double check it. I think Mar Jones uh, break the record this, this, this year when he did the 50 miler in, in Washington, but, um, and Mark's a beast. Yeah. He, yeah. I'm he, not surprised. Yeah. He, he did the, the I'm, I'm sure he did. Um, uh, so that that was our goal. We wanted to break the record, and we we were on time, but we missed we missed that point, and we didn't. But I mean, we still got second place, uh, even though we, you know, we got lost for five miles. So we did a 55, 55 miler. But uh, yeah, that's that's the whole fifty miler. I mean, it it is a competition, uh, but it, it involves a, a lot of a lot of thinking because you have to figure out the points. Uh, yeah. You had to figure out the best way to go all hit all of them and then be be efficient 
and not, you know, not walking for, you know, running for, for too long and too far if you don't need to. But it's, um, it's definitely, a, I'm going to say, I mean, it's, if you're competing, it's hard because if you're, we were, we were running most of the times and it's hard on your feet when you run with weight. But if you yeah. want to try something for fun, I mean, I believe it's, it's more than, I think it's 24 hour event. So you can go and walk the whole event. I know there's people that they do it and they walk the whole event. So it's definitely a good challenge for a team, you know, for a team event. Gotcha. Yeah. So for, for those who don't know, so it's based on the star course from special forces assessment selection, which is a land navigation course. And because like the name implies, you actually kind of zigzag back and across, back and forth across the training area, creating almost like a star shape. It doesn't come out exactly to be a star, but it's uh, it's one of the one of the parts of selection where they they try to weed people out, and it's it's largely self-imposed weeding out, right? So like, you know, you, you got to go find this point in the woods, and you know, you got to know where you are essentially at all times. It's parts of like part of the star courses at night, part of it's during the day. Um, you're by yourself, so. Um, you're tired from other events going on the pre- you know, previous week and you, you know, you have more events coming up. Um, so it's, you, you know, your end time, but a lot of times you, you don't know what your next point is. Right. So like you'll go to a point and you'll show up and there'll be a guy there and he'll give you a new point, And then you transition to that new point. And then sometimes you end up like almost going back to almost one of the points you previously were at. Um, so it's, um, and then I, I don't think, I don't think you knew how many points we had to go to either. Um, yeah, it's, it's, that's exactly how it is. Yeah, so the you uh, know all, the Goruk guys are all ex special forces guys, right? So they're all that's correct. Yeah, so they I see their events and it's so weird that they've literally taken stuff that was done to them in the military and they've just lifted it out and dropped it into the civilian world and people love it. Um, when I first found out about Goruk, I was telling my coworkers and they were like, "People don't do that," and I was like, "No, they do." There's like a whole community, and they're like, "No." I was like, "Yeah, let's look at this website," and they're like, "This is genius," you know, because all all those guys have the experience already, so they know how they know how to run those things. And correct, um, yeah, a lot of the a lot of the cadre are like former uh, soldiers, uh, sergeants who actually ran uh, Camp McCall, where Special Forces Assessment Selection takes place. So um, they have a lot of experience running that stuff, but it's always yeah, that's true. That is correct. It's always wild. I, I've done one go ruck. I did a go ruck light. I got a free entry for it, and it was uh, it was fun, but you know it's a little a little too close to my day job, so uh, <laughs> I just stuck with the light and kind of just chalked it up for experience. And what's funny was the the guy who was running it was actually we were actually in the same company for like two months, but he was on his way out of the company and I was on my way into the company, so we never uh-huh. met each other. But he said the unit he was from, and I was like, that's that's my unit. That's wow. <laughs> so that, we, what a coincidence, huh? Yeah, we talked a little bit after. I didn't let him know I was uh, as special forces before Go Ruck, because then I figured he'd he'd, he'd pick on me more. <laughs> so I yeah, just kind of I, I just laid low and then uh, you know carried my fair share of the weight and then some. So you could be a cadre too. I could, could be yeah. A cadre. You could be a selection guy actually. Yeah. 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 So I, I mean, I'm currently running the Tough Mudder's Infinite Hero Honor Challenge, which is uh, similar to this stuff, but uh, I would say significantly watered down. So let, let's talk about, let's say someone is listening to this and they're like, well, I want to challenge myself. I want to do these selection type events, these endurance type events. You know, where would you recommend someone starts? 
I would say rocking. I think rocking is is the number one thing um, that people need to start doing, uh, especially because that that that's what it is. Uh, uh, in the dead race and in golf rock, you have to carry weight. You have to carry your rock. You have to carry your your you know your food, your water. Uh, and it's, these are multi-day events. You know, it, it, it can run from 48, 48 you know hours to four days. So rocking it's is the number one thing for any of these, um, you know, tier one events or or that race or a gogi, it's rocking. Um, get you know, get your rucksack, put some weight, you know, and start start from the bottom. I mean, you don't have to, you, know, you don't have to start. I'm I'm a 55 pound right now, but anybody can start from 10 pounds, you know, 20 pounds, 30 pounds, and just upper the level of 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 the weight depending on the event. Um, during the tier one events in Gold Rock, the, the heaviest, the heaviest your, your rock is going to get with water, food, and when it gets wet and muddy, it's about 55 to 60 pounds is the max. Okay. So I, I'm, I'm at the max right now, but, you know, if, if somebody wants to do more, you know, 60, 70 pounds, I, I don't know if it's, if it's healthy, if it's, if it's actually good, but hey, you know, there's people that weigh 250 pounds and 60 pounds is nothing. So depending on your weight, but rocking is the number one thing that I would that I would tell anybody. Start rocking and start putting some weight on your rock. You start adding distance. You know, it, you know, be be fastest, be a fastest rocker. That's that's the best thing because in this events you have to move fast and then you have to carry the weight. So the faster you move, the better you're gonna be. Um, the better you know, the the more efficient you're gonna be in the event because you're gonna finish faster. Because you're gonna move faster, because you're gonna, you know, be in front of the, the the group instead of be in the back, which that's what you don't want to be in the God Rock events. You don't want to be in the back. You you want to win. You want to, you know, meet the standard and not not fall behind. Because those are the people that get all the attention for the cadre, and those are the people that end up quitting because they just like they say they shark attack them. And... Yeah, blood in the water. Once you see the blood in the water, you start. Yeah. Just yeah. like in, just like in selection, like, yeah, that's what, I mean, that's hundred percent accurate. And, you know, you, you have some good advice there about uh, weight. You know, I think in, for military courses, a lot of times the weight's like 45 or 50 dry. And then, you know, you add in water and food. So it bumps it up to a similar amount. Um, once you go, I, mean, I know for training for me, for when I was going to range school and selection and stuff like that, the, uh, we usually didn't train much above 50 pounds. Um, cause I, I think I think it just does more damage to your joints, without yeah. as much of a benefit. Uh, yeah. I will I will say for so for the final exercise of Special Forces, it's a week long event called Robin Sage. Our packs and I don't recommend this because it's stupid. Um, our packs going in were 120 pounds each. Wow! And they're so they're so heavy, right? You had to sit on the ground, put them on, and then roll over onto your like a, into like a push up position, and then stand up slowly. Um, and like your you would, you would, your, your heart rate would be elevated standing still, right? Cause there's so much pressure on your lungs and your, and your chest that like you had to like, <laughs> yeah, that is a lot you know, of it, it, it was, it was stupid. Like, but it, it showed that physically, you know, for us, for a military application, it shows that physically it was possible, right? Like I yeah. now know that I can move several miles on an infiltration with 120 pounds. Would I ever do it? Yeah. No, it's stupid. It's insane. Um, but I know it can be done. Um, yeah, yeah, you're right because same same thing. Just like you said, in the event, 
Um, you might carry your rock and you might carry a 120 pound sandbag with your rock on. So that's, you know, that's 170 plus pounds that you have to carry. And, and yeah. like you said, it is possible. Why? Because we, we all done it, but I don't know if it's, if it's a healthy thing to work, you know, to train like that, but yeah, it, 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 it's going to happen in the event. So, it, you know, you gave some good advice for beginners looking to kind of get involved and, uh, you know, starting off slow. Um, what about events, right? So let's say I've been, let's say someone's been rucking for, you know, a couple months. They're like, all right, I think I'm ready for my first endurance type event. You know, where would you recommend they start? Okay. It, you know, if, if, let's say, like you said, two months, two months of training, you've been rocking, you know, you're doing your push-ups, your sit-ups, you know, live workouts, you can definitely do a four-hour hurricane heat, uh, which is, you know, it's, it's a team-based event uh, for the four hours. So, it's a lot of the challenge are going to be team-based. So you're not going to be by yourself carrying the weight. You're not going to be by yourself doing the work. Uh, you're going to be with, with a group of people, you know, doing a, a challenge that it's a uh, it's team-based uh, challenge. So the four hour, it's, it's definitely something that, you know, I would say anybody can do it. I see, like I said, I see people that never did any, any exercise and actually completed. So uh, four hours here, you can heat is definitely, is definitely in, uh, and the radar for people like that. And then uh, a basic, uh, you know, right now there's a basic and light in God Rock, in God Rock events. Uh, same thing. Uh, you know, those, the events, they're not tier one events are, are, uh, are team, you know, team-based events too. They, you know, they carry weight, they carry sandbags, they stop, you know, they, they rock through the city. Uh, they go to parks, they do PT, you know, push-ups, sit-ups, um, exercises with the rock. So it's, you know, basic and light is definitely another event that, you know, I would recommend to, to you know, to people with not a lot of, you know, rocking time and, and their shoulders, uh, because it is, it, like I said, it's, it's not that hard. I think it, it's starting to get hard when, um, when you start adding the time packs and we start adding the PT tests, uh, because now you have to, you have numbers that you have to meet. So you have to train based on those numbers you know, to make sure that you, you can run uh, five miles under 40 minutes, um, that you can do 55 push-ups um, under, under two minutes, that you can do 65 sit-ups under two minutes. So that's, that's the kind of stuff you start adding when, when, you know, when you begin, okay, what's the next thing after the four-hour? What's the next thing after the basic and light? And then you, you find the tough, which is the 12-hour, and then you find the heavy, which is the 24-hour, and that's when you that's when you need, you know, some, some extra training because you're going to, you're going to be awake for 24 hours all nine, all day. And, you know, you're going to carry your food. You're going to, you know, do a lot of exercising, a lot of PT. So definitely four and light and basic are, are, you know, the first that they have to try for somebody that never did any events and wants to, you know, wants to start getting in, involved and, and doing events for God Rock or Spartan, those are those are the you know the two the two events to begin. Gotcha. So it's it's pretty much correlated with time, right? So the the shorter event, the easier it's going to be. The longer event, they the harder they make it. Correct. They, okay. Yeah. So just a quick guide for anyone out there looking to get involved. So let's real quick talk about some gear, right? So what what's your personal recommendations? Let's go. Let's start at the let's start at the feet, right? Give me socks and shoes. What's your recommendations for socks and shoes for this stuff? Okay, so so right now, and I, I use uh, tennis shoes. I use ultra shoes. Um, you know those ultra Olympus. That's that's my way to go because they have a lot of cushion. 
um, you know, and they, you know, they zero drop and, you know, you can run, you can rock heavy with those shoes. To me, they're, they're the way, the best way for me to perform. I know some people prefer boots. Um, uh, you know, I train with tennis shoes all the time. So I kind of developed the, the, the ankle uh, strength mm-hmm. by using, by using tennis shoes while, while I'm training and while I'm doing the events too, I do the events with tennis. So I, I know, I know it works for me, but I know it doesn't work for everyone because um, if you don't have a good ankle strength, you you know it's it can be really bad on your ankles uh, with the extra weight and all those things. So for me, um, it's you know ultra shoes and then um, uh, merino wool shoes. I I I use I started to use um, the mud gear uh, socks. Uh, I would say this this has to be my second year using those those socks. So I'm I'm using those socks. And, um, you know, they're actually being providing me with the socks uh, for free. So <laughs> thanks to Mark Gear that, you know, that I get the socks from them for rocking. And before rocking, when I was doing OCR, they, they were, you know, very grateful with me. Uh, and, and they actually sent me uh, the OCR socks too. So I have those two for rocking and I use those for running. And, and those are, you know, the socks that I have right now. Gotcha. Yeah, we love mud gear here, obviously. Let's, what about, let's go jump up to the, uh, let's go, you know, uh, what about you wear shorts, pants? What's the leg recommendation here? Okay, my, my, my best advice, and this is, this is for everybody, anybody that asks me all the time, I say, hey, well, what's the best pants? Um, gold rock pants are expensive. Yes, they are very expensive. Um, I mean, we're talking about $150 pair of pants for, and, an event that you're going to be in the mud and, and dirt and, and, and sweaty. It's for a lot of people, they're expensive. Um, I mean, we're, you know, we're not going to say they're not, but they are worth it. Um, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't get, I don't get any from God rock. You know, they're not paying me anything. They're not giving me anything for free, but I would recommend it because um, those, those pants are tough. Uh, I've been through so many tier ones events and never, Tier, like never messed up one of their pants and they have they have a life warranty so if if the something happened with the pants the zippers if you hit holes or whatever happened to your pants uh they will fix them they'll replace them and you might get a new pair of pants so that's to me it's an investment um and i always tell i always tell people look this is the way i see it do i want to go to an event and spend you know this much money in my gear that I know that it's going to work, that I know that I don't have to worry about, about not finishing the event because my gear is not right, because my gear is cheap, because my, my gear is going to break. And this is the reason why I don't finish the event. I, like, I want to take that away from the equation, right? I want to show up to the event and say, you know what? I have good quality gear. So now it depends on me. My gear is not going to fail. My gear is going gonna, is gonna, to, you know, it's going to finish with me. It's not my shoes are going to finish with me. My pants is going to stay together. It's going to keep me, you know, in, in the game. And, and it's not going to be a reason for me not to finish the event because I brought, you know, cheap uh, gear. Why? Because I seen it. Uh, I seen people showing to the events with uh, warm-up backpacks. And two hours into the event, the, the shoulder strap ripped, the pants there is no pants anymore. The pants rip through, you know, through, through, uh, uh, crawling. I'm telling you, I, I've seen so many things that to me, I always tell people 
spending money, spending money, making the investment for the right year, and you're gonna be thankful to yourself when when you finish and you know you know what, my shoes are fine, my pants are great. I finished the event. The number of crotch blowouts I've seen at, in the military is more than I can feasibly count. It's it's an absurd number because we, we all wear like standard issue pants, right? Um, things are a little bit better now, but you know, ten years ago the pants were less good, especially the the first round of ACUs that came out, the Army combat uniform. Uh, we well, that was my first deployment. We, everyone ripped through their crotch every single pair. <laughs> Then they re- they oh. reinforced them for the next edition, but um, yeah, you definitely got to see some stuff you didn't need to see. So do you yeah, no. do you, do you wear anything underneath the uh, pants, or you you just go commando as the saying goes? No, no, I I actually have a uh, I I I same thing. Just for the events, I wear um underwear. They're polyester. Uh, okay. I, I don't I don't wear anything for the events. I don't wear anything that has that has cotton. Everything that I wear is polyester so it dries fast Good, and it doesn't yeah. hold in water yeah yeah that makes sense so in, in the military a lot of times we don't wear like on these ranger school and selection a lot, a lot of people they'll either go with something similar like a synthetic uh, underwear yeah or correct. the majority of people actually wear nothing underneath um and the reason being right so like if I go through a stream crossing my pants get wet and then if I come out of the stream crossing eventually my pants will dry but if I'm typically if you're wearing multiple layers then that the bottom layer will never dry. So like your legs will, your crotch will always be wet essentially. Um, yeah, that's correct. That, that's why, like you said, if, if you want to wear underwear, like anything that is polyester or, or, or uh, you know, nothing that is made out of cotton because that's what it, you know, it holds the water and it will never dry. All right. Now let's jump up to backpack. Okay. Backpack. Um, uh, look, uh, same thing, you know, not going right. to for, for 5'11 or go rock, but, I, uh, when I started the events, um, I actually started with 511. I have my, my first rock. It was a 511 rock. Uh, you know, I use it for play, for many four hours, for many 12 hours. Um, and I think I did it for one 24 hour and, and it was great. It, you know, it, it stayed together. Um, never broke actually. I'm, I, I just stopped using it because, um, I started doing God rock events and I was like, look, let me, let me try the rocks. Right. Same thing. Um, it's definitely, a a huge jump in price when you come from 511 to Godrock. I mean, we're talking about double the price probably from from one company to the other one. So, are they worth it? Yes, um, yeah. they are definitely worth it. Those things are made for the dead and destruction. Those things will will would take anything. And and same thing, um, they have lifetime warranty. If anything happened to those rocks. You, they'll fix it or you get a new one. I, I actually just got a new one. Uh, my GR2, um, after I actually use it for two team assessment and one pre-selection, the zippers just, they're just, they, they were just dead. So I sent I sent it to Godrock and they, they gave me a new one, brand new, brand new uh, rock. So they didn't pay a penny. Nice. Again, it's a, it's an investment that is worth it. For me, I would tell everybody, look, if you don't have the money, start with the 511. You know, give it a try. Give it a few events. Uh, definitely don't take it to a Godrock event because <laughs> Godrock, it's, uh, uh, they're very particular about the rocks. If you start, you know, if you show up to a tier one event, you have to uh, use a Godrock uh, rock. <laughs> that's, that's part of the gear list. Um, you can show up with the 511 or 
or any other brand, it has to be a God Rock Frog. If it's a tier one event, if it's another uh, event, you know, like a basic or light, you can still show with the 511. But again, it all depends on, on you know, on if you just want to do one event or if this is your, want to start your journey and, and, you know, you see yourself, you know what, I want to do selection. I want to do team assessment. I would have said, you know what, go with God Rock, you know. It's, you know, start, start right, start strong, and you'll be fine. You, you know, you're not going to regret it, and um, you're going to be happy with the gear. Yeah. You know, you, you're getting, like you were saying, you're getting what you pay for. These are all Special Forces guys who designed, created, and tested this stuff. So they're, I mean, they know what they're doing, and they know what, uh, you know, rigors they're going to put it through. And they specifically designed it for their event. So lots of good products over there. Let's talk. I uh, want to. We're gonna get like get, blah, let you get going in a minute. You know. So you have this huge list of accomplishments. What is the future, right? Like, what are there any kind of big bucket list items you have left for the endurance world, or um, any kind of plans you have in the next couple of years that you want to share? Yes. Um. I'm, I'm like I said. I'm still training for selection. That's my biggest. Uh, I would say my biggest goal this year. Um. And it's been in the last two years. So. Um, you know, that's, that's, that's my goal right now. I just keep training for selection and, and, um, hopefully, you know, what month is it? Say, uh, it's, uh, November in, uh, in Jacksonville this year. So they, they do it one year in Jacksonville and one year in Ohio. So this year is going to be in Jacksonville beach. Okay. And so I, I know at when you go to the selection, you like the first, I'm assuming it's like real selection, right? Well, they, the first thing they make you do is take the PT test. Is that correct? That's correct. Yes, that's correct. So if you pay for selection and you go there and you fail the PTC, that's, that's it, right? Like you're yeah, you go home. That's wild. Yeah, that's wild. Oh, just no, like the real it, thing. It's just like the real it happen, thing. It, yeah? it happens every year. You show yeah. up. You don't. You don't finish the the PT. You go home. Yeah. So what percentage? So obviously it's going to depend on the event and depend on the length event. You know, what percentage would you say? Um, what I'm going to call self selects, right? So they quit um versus what percentage of people get dropped like you have failed to meet standard you have failed to meet a time cut off you were no longer part of the course and then like let's yeah, see. it's gonna vary wildly between events but give me kind of like a generalization I'm, I'm gonna say um oh man i'm gonna say quitting it will be a good 60 percent yeah. Of people quitting, yeah, because they they um they shark attack him and you know they just fall behind. They can't keep up with the group, you know. They start cramping up. They you know they're I mean they're just not meeting the standard. I mean we all been there, you know. You don't meet the standard, you feel good. It gets in your heart, and you're just like, oh, you know, like I can't do this. I I think I think a lot of people get get to that place, especially with selection. It just yeah. um. It's 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 hard in every way, you know, physically, mentally. I mean, they 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 made the event stressful since the beginning. Like you said, it's 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 like the real thing. Um, you're just not in the military, but you know, you're they yeah. they are doing it to make you feel like it's real. Yeah, and I keep saying I don't mean to say like real thing, but in some in some aspects, you know, the, the they take a course that is three weeks. And they condense a large parts of it down into, you know, essentially 48 or 72 or 96 hours. So in some aspects, it's actually, I, I bet you it's, it's more physically draining in, in a short 
you know, kind of snapshot. So like one thing that makes selection hard is the fact that it's so long, uh, but it's not, you know, it, it's not like the version you're going through. It's not like that for three weeks, like the real version, you know, that's not, that's not what it is, right? There's, there's, there's a lot of periods of like, you know, downtime and kind of rest and recovery, not necessarily in a necessarily peaceful way, but um, you know, they, they don't have events stacked up back to back to back to back in, in the, uh, the three week one. That's part of a special forces assessment selection. So okay, um, yeah, that, that, it, that's the difference. Yeah, because yeah, in, in the event there, you just like finish one and you go to the next you one. You go right no, to the next one. Yeah, you know, so no breaks. Yeah, yeah. So in some respects, in some respects, it is harder. Um, I, I'm just I'm not gonna say one's harder than the other. I'm just gonna say they're different, and they both uh, come with their own set of challenges, right? Like the 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 ability to stay focused for three weeks and continue to perform and kind of uh, keep your mind in the game. It, um, it's different. Um versus a shorter version where it's a little more intense, right? Like there are guys, uh, like you were saying that, you know, they, they're physical studs and they come to this three week course. And while you're there, they get, they give you no feedback at no point. Are they like, Hey, you're doing a really good job. They're just like, all right, what's your number. Okay. And they write it down in a notebook and they don't tell you if it, they're writing you down for a good reason or a bad reason or whatever. And yep. it gets in people's head and they just, they're like, all right, that's it. I quit it. That's the fifth time that guy wrote down my number. I know I'm screwed. And in reality, they're self-selecting, right? Like, um, if you, it is true. It happens yeah, just like that. Yeah. If if you self-select, then you're never gonna you're never gonna make it, right? So, um, you know, my advice for anyone who's going through this or the the actual military version is don't self-select. Let someone tell you that you're not good enough. And, Correct. Uh, you know, like, because because th- then you have nothing. Then you then you can't say you can't be like, oh, I shouldn't have I shouldn't have given up. It's like, well, they told me I wasn't good enough this time. I'll train harder and come back next time, right? Like, yeah, and and that happens a lot. A lot, a lot of people quit because of that reason. They're like, "Oh, I was falling behind. I, I wasn't keeping up with 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 the pace." But in reality, they they were still in the game. You know, they, they were, still yeah. look strong. Yeah, it, it happens all the time, and and that's why, like when I was telling you the the reasons why people you know do it is because a lot of them uh failed you know it you know they went through that that place in, in the event where they're just like oh i'm not performing i'm you know i'm done like they're they're looking at me and they 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 quit and they you know they're like oh no you know what next year i'm gonna come back and finish and and, and you see that a lot there's a lot of like redemption for for a lot of people they go back because they you know they just you know have that weak moment where they give up and they're like and even the cadres at the end, they're like, "Well, you you're looking strong. I mean, you you know, you were you were on time to finish the the time. I mean, I don't know why you quit." And and yeah. they're like, "Oh man, like seriously, it, it happens a lot." Did you watch the TV show The Selection when it was on in History, History Channel? I I did, I did. Uh, what was his name? Oh man, uh, the OCR guy. So Logan Nagel was on it. Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Brian Kent was on it, and then Brian, Brian uh, Kent won. Right? Yeah, Brian Kent won. Yeah, Ryan Kent, and then uh, Ryan um, Kent. What's his name? Uh, he used to work for Optical Racing Media. I'm d- drawing a blank on his name. Um, anyway, there's a couple of OCR people on there. There's a couple other OCR people that were actually also high level that uh, quit really early. And one of the things, so, so I, I took special interest in that show one because I knew Lee, Logan going into it. Uh, so I, was, I, I watched every episode, and uh-huh. I think so they had like around 24 people compete. I think something like I had the numbers actually written down someplace. I don't remember quite off the top of my head, but I think 18 of the people essentially quit two people failed to meet standards. So they were dropped and the other four finished. Right. So like 
you look at those percentages and the majority of people decided they weren't good enough. The country didn't tell them they weren't good enough. Yeah, um, correct. And, and it was similar to, so my experience at selection, the, uh, we started with like 320. Um, the, the class I went through, sometimes they dropped people along the way for failing to meet standards. The class I went through, uh, for some reason, they didn't do that. I don't know, based on the commander or whoever. So we started with 320, finished with 200. So 120 people voluntarily left. They were not kicked out. They just, they just quit. And then wow. out of the 200 that remained, 120 uh, essentially got picked. So they, uh, they moved on to this, this qualification course. And then out of that 120, about a third of those probably wash out, either for failing to meet academic standards over the next 14 months, or they, they do something stupid, like they get a DUI, or they oh, get in trouble man. for whatever, you know, all sorts of nonsense. Or some people just uh, decide they, they pass selection, but they don't want to come back for the qualification course, or they don't want to change their career or something like that. So, uh, yeah. So, man, if you, that, if that's interesting too. Yeah, if it's something you want, you know, um, I, I don't need to tell you this, but for our listeners, you know, go and give it your all and uh, let them tell you you're not good enough. Don't ever, don't ever tell yourself you're not good enough. So. That's true. Yeah, it's not over until it's over. So just, just you know, keep going. And, and, you know, the other thing is you may never know, right? So, like, you might be in a group with a bunch of studs and you might be above the, still above the standard, but in the back of the pack, right? So you don't you don't quite know, you know, where that standard is, or you might be in the front of the pack, but, but you might be barely making the standard. So you never know. You never know. Yeah. And, and, and then the thing is, you know, you, you have different strengths too. You know, you're going to, sometimes you're going to be in the, you know, in the middle, you're going to be in the back. Some, some, sometimes you're going to be in the front of the pack because there's different challenges. You know, you, you could be, you know, a, a good rocker. You could be wrong, you know, rock fast, but, and then, you know, you're not good at, at carrying heavy weight. So, you know, all those things happen in the event uh, where there's going to be times where you're going to be sucking and you'll be like, man, like I, I'm in the back. Like, well, you know, I can, I can, uh, you know, crawl back crawling or, or you know, so, something that you're not, that you, that you don't have the strength as, you know, as, as the other competitors. So, you know, you just have to keep going because it, it's going to happen. They, you know, they'll, they'll make everyone, you know, feel like that. Uh, you know, there's, there's, you know, a few cases where guys are just crushing the whole thing, but, you know, for, you know, for the most part, you know, everyone is going to have a bad time at some point because, you know, the event, it's just, it's just hard in general, everything, you know, all, all the challenges are, are not easy. So, you know, like you said, you know, don't quit, just keep going. Uh, if you're, you know, last place and the last task, I mean, the next one, you know, just, just try to be in the front, try to, you know, finish first and, you know, don't, you know, like don't, don't quit. Just don't quit. So last two questions. One, do you have a trophy wall or something with all your skulls and patches or like, what do you do with all the patches and stuff you get from all these events? Man, you, you're not going to believe it. Uh, oh man. It's, it's funny because uh, for, for the beginning uh, since uh, until last year, actually, uh, I didn't, I didn't care to be honest. I had stuff in, in, in shoe boxes. I had a bucket full of stuff. Um, I have stuff in boxes. I, I never, um, I was never the, the kind of person that, that I took, you know, a, a, a trophy or a patch or put him, you know, put him on the wall or anything like that. It was, it was always ah, there somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I put him on that box. And then, uh, you know, and I started dating my girlfriend and she, uh, she started asking me like, hey, so what do you have done? I was like, oh, I did this and did that. And it's like, what? 
and, and you did what? And I was like, yeah, dude, where's this call? And it's like, oh, I, I got this call. It's in the, the shoebox in the little box. <laughs> I was like, how can you have the Derby's call in, in the shoebox? I was like, what? Just this call. I was like, oh, I actually have two. And the other one is somewhere else. <laughs> and, and, and then she's like, what? And so so she be, she started to um to ask me stuff. I was like, well, what is this? What is that? And I was like, oh, it's, it's, oh, it's in that bucket. And um, one day uh, she made me this, this patch board. I was like, oh, here, there you go. You can put your patches in this board. So I was like, okay, let me find it because I know they're, they're on that plastic box and they're like, again, in the shoe box and another container over there. So I, start, I started like pulling all my stuff and it's, it, I don't even know how I have so many things. And I still have, actually, I still have things in buckets, um, those those five little buckets from Home Depot, <laughs> I still have medals and and bibs and all my dead race bibs are there because I haven't I haven't hang anything. I don't I really don't hang anything. Um, it, you know, she asked me to take out the skulls, so I took out the skulls and um, and I put all my my God Rock Tier One patches on 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 the on the uh, batch board that she made for me. But no, no, I, you know, I actually don't, don't have any, you know, like everybody has their, you know, a wall full of medals or a wall full of trophies. No, I don't, you, you walk in my apartment and, and they're like, you know, in my, in my nice thing, I had the two skulls because she's like, well, don't just leave it there. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I'm, I'll, I'll put it somewhere. Like I put them on my nice stand and that's it. That's, that's all I have. All right. Before you like quote unquote retire from endurance events, I need a picture of all of your stuff laid out. Even if you just put it on the floor, like all the patches, all the skulls and bibs, like all the accoutrement there. Um, so that's, I'm just going to leave you with that. It, whether it's, you know, one year from now or 10 years from now, um, you owe me okay. that. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> um, and then two, you know, we like to ask people, tell us something people would be surprised to know about you. So. Oh, wow. I, um, I like history. I like, uh, I love history, so I I, uh, I like to learn a lot about the 1800s and 1900s. Um, I love I love to learn about war. I like to learn about uh, things that happened in the past. Um, you know, I watch videos of you know wars that happened on the 1800s and things that happened in Europe. I I don't know, like I have a a theme for the past. Uh, I like to know, you know, things that happened before me and yeah. um, how how we became the people that we are right now. So that's that's I would say that's something funny that I think only my girlfriend knows that because I always I always talk to her and I would say, look, uh, did you know this and did you know that? And she's like, Ronald, why are you watching? That? I was like, oh, I don't know. I watched a video about you know 1800s war and 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 all this stuff. So that's uh, that's something that that you know nobody knows. But yeah, I think it's it's something that I like. Okay, so what, what's your favorite, you know, period of history? Is it like World War II? Or is it uh, eighteen? You said you mentioned eighteen hundreds a couple of times. Is it like Civil War? Like, or is it uh, European eighteen hundreds? What are we, what are we talking here? What's your favorite? The, kind of I era? think that to me, the the most man, the the I would say the most crazy time was the Civil War. Um, ju- just to know how many people die in the Civil War, uh, to me, you know, pe- people just don't know, but like thousands and thousands of civilians were dying um every weekend you know like if, if you look at the the, the dates and, and and look at the, the you know the, the casualties it was it was insane um i can't really give you the total of people that die in, in the civil work in the u.s but to me that's 
the, the craziest thing to me it was the civil war ah, for me interesting yeah because I, I'm, I like I tend to like more modern stuff and then the farther back we go in history typically the less interest I have I think mostly <laughs> I think mostly because it, it's it becomes I mean the prince some of the principles still apply but it has less applicability to my current job right so like as the further away we get from modern times you know so I think uh, I think I think World War II is really interesting uh, once we get to World War One, I'm a little less interested. And then by the time we get to Civil War, I'm like, eh, I could take it or leave it. But I, I do, I do find, I do really enjoy history also. So like, whenever we go on vacation, I drag my wife to museum after museum. Uh, which yeah, seems- I'm, I'm gonna say too. Like, like, we we want to see the uh, Erica. We want to go uh, to New Orleans to the World War II museum that they have there. It says that it's 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 amazing. So that's mm. that we have an event in in Louisiana this year, and we we're definitely gonna check it out. And I also recommend if you like World War II stuff, you got to go to Europe at some point because the oh, like man. going going to Normandy was just like to me that was wild and like getting to see Point to Hawk where the Rangers climbed up, and then uh, when we went to England, we saw like the departure point for you know where they left from uh, England, and uh, yeah, this is wild. And then all the all the you know we we also went on a vacation in Germany and just seeing all the history there, um, you know from from the obviously from the Nazis and stuff and like the Nazi rally party grounds, like all this just like insane stuff, um, you know, that like Hitler had planned. It's just like, it's just complete. It's just wild. And the, the fact that like someone like that could, um, you know, influence a population to behave that way is. Yeah. It's, just, it's crazy. It's insane. just insane. Yeah. Uh, it, it's hard to believe, you know, but yeah, I would like to think we, uh, yeah, I would like to think we moved past it, but uh, sometimes I don't know. So I think anyone- there, there, it's it's crazy that you you mentioned it Normandy because um there Goro has an event in Normandy that we want to do and, and and because of the same reason because Normandy because I I want to know I want to go there and you know I, I saw the whole documentary about what happened in Normandy and I'm like I, I want to go there like I, you know like I want to see it and and be there and, and just you know learn yeah you know I I see when I when I watch these documentaries from like World War Two. And I look at some of the stuff those guys have gone through it. I'm just like, I'm just astonished. You know, like people are like, oh, you're a combat veteran. It's like, no, it's not the same. Like I was in my room watching DVDs a lot and like talking on the internet. It's, it was a different, it's a different experience. Yeah. So, I was, know, it's still I was, humbling. I was, talking, to, I was talking to a wife of uh, a guy that I know, but um, his wife worked with me and, and she was telling me a little bit about him and say, hey, look, he went to um, he went to Vietnam, and he said, "Every time it rains, like it, it makes him feel bad." And I'm mm-hmm. like, "Well, what do you mean?" Well, because when he was in in, in Vietnam, it, it never stopped raining. It, it like they were wet the whole time. So every time it rained, like he closed the, the windows and he just he just want to be outside. He doesn't like the water to hit his his head because he feels like it's back in 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 war. And I'm like man that's that has to be hard like you know if, if you think about it like you were like under the rain for he said for days and it never stopped raining i was like man that's you know that's i don't know to me it's incredible you know it's 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 the same thing we go back to the endurance you know it's another endurance event just Absolutely. just to sit in there in the rain for days yeah if, if, if you want to read a good book about the psychological effects of war uh it's a book called on combat by colonel david grossman that's really good i think you might enjoy that uh, they have it on. Check it on. They have it on audiobook too. Uh, I've read it once in hard copy and once in audiobook. All right, let's taking up enough time. We should get going. 
Uh, any final shout outs you want to give friends, family, sponsors, uh, teammates, whatever. Go. Uh, I would say definitely more gear. Um, you know, just got, you just got to say thank you for, uh, you know, you guys believe in me. Uh, they actually sponsored a couple of my events last year. Um, uh, team assessment selection. So, you know, thanks to them for uh, the support. Uh, they've always, you know, been with me for years since I was doing OCR. So I always, you know, try to promote them and, you know, I use their gear. Um, I have, you know, like 20 shirts of Mar gear that I use for rocking. So uh, all the love to Mar gear, um, you, know, uh, you know, over anybody, I would say Mar gear, you know, thanks, thanks guys for all the love. Gotcha. Good stuff. And yeah, like you said, Mudgear has been involved in the sports since the beginning. So, you know, give back to the brands that support our sport. Uh, for any of our listeners that want to know more about um, some of my personal selection stories, you can pick up a copy of my book, Ultra OCR Man for Special Force Soldier, Record Setting Obstacle Course Rates. It's on hard copy, digital, and audiobook. If you want to dip your toe in the endurance pool like Ronald and uh, kind of go down that path, Tough Mudder has an event called uh, Infinite Hero Honor Challenge that I'm running. So there's three events in 2022. It will not be nearly as challenging as some of the stories uh, our guest has been telling us, but if it's a good starting point, and I think it's probably uh, easier than Hurricane Heat, uh, but it's a good, um, a little more fun. It's got that Tough Mudder, you know, spin to it. So, you know, just like a Spartan is different from a Tough Mudder, a uh, Hurricane Heat is different from an Infinite Hero Honor Challenge. So, uh, you can head over and check Infinite Hero Honor Challenge over at the Tough Mudder uh, website. There's a couple of articles I wrote on up on there. There's an article about it on the OCR report uh, explaining a little bit more about it. There's also an article on the OCR report called Behind the Scenes at Tough Mudder. So uh, part of working for them and developing this series for them, I got to like see the behind the scenes of a normal day event. And so I just kind of shared some of my experiences there. If like, you know, if it ruined the magic or if it gave me more appreciations, you can head over to the OCR report and check that out. And then finally head over my book, my newest book. It's coming out in April is now available for pre-order. I've finished the majority of it. Uh, it's called on endurance, a practical guide to the a practical guide to superhuman performance, something like that. I need to remember my own title, but basically what I did was uh, through guests like you and through uh, all my other guests over the, I've had over the last, what are we on, year seven of podcasting? 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, six. Through the last six years of podcasting, <laughs> I've uh, essentially taken you know, little bits of advice uh, from our guests and kind of assembled it into a more coherent, logical book that gives you, you know, kind of like a step-by-step guide, like, Here's what you do prior to event day. Here's what you do during event day. Here's, here's some principles you need to apply. So instead of like, you know, if you read my biography, you'll get a lot of similar lessons, but the book lays it out in, in like simpler terms. And it's, it's a fairly short book. It's about a hundred pages. And it, um, it's just, you know, I, I didn't put any fluff in there. It's just kind of like, boom, here, here's what you do. Here's an example from one of our guests that backs up this point and kind of backs up what I'm saying. And, you know, here's the next step, blah, 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 blah. And it kind of goes right down the line. So um, I've really enjoyed writing it. It's been a challenge because I had to go back and listen to a bunch of podcasts. And realistically, there's never enough time to go back and listen to everyone and include all the great advice I had. Uh, but I, I put a good, a good amount in there. And uh, I think I internalized probably more than I realized as far as information from our guests that are now. And I now think they're my thoughts, but they were probably came from someone else. So you can check that out on Endurance. It's over at the teamstrengthspeed.com website. And uh, yeah. Keep following our social media pages, and we've got some good stuff coming out. Um, 
we'll uh, we'll catch all you later. So Ron Leanne, thanks for coming on, and I will see you. When's the next time I'm going to see you? What do you got coming up? Oh, wow, uh, selection and uh, just just a, a few tour races right now. There's not a lot of going on. Uh, we're going to Florida for an event. Uh, uh, they're doing a uh, a three day event for God Rock in April. So that's uh, for the okay. God Rock Games. I don't know if you hear about it, but the God Rock Games are happening there. So hopefully we make it. And um, I know may- maybe you make it there too. I know I I know Mark here hit me up about it. So uh, maybe they'll go there too and, and check it out. All right. Well, we'll see you around and uh, have a good night. We'll catch you all, all right. later. You too. And thank you so much for um, you know having me in your podcast. Always you know a pleasure to work with you. Yeah, my pleasure. All right. Have a good night.